Hello, and welcome to the third episode of the A&E podcast. How are you, Misha? I am very good, Christian. Thank you for asking. How about you? Um, what are we going to be covering today? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Um, and today we'll be talking a little bit about two things. It's going to be a different style podcast. So in the first half, we'll be talking a little bit about football boots, and Nike versus Adidas, a little bit of a controversial topic. And then in the second half, we'll do a little bit more of a recap of the leagues this week around the world, La Liga, Champions League, Premier League, and Bundesliga. So to start off with here, we're going to talk about our personal football boots, what we wear, what we look in, like what we look for a football boot, like do we want it to be soft or do we want it to be very light, very barefoot? And I'm going to start off with these. These are the Hyper Venom Phantom 3s. These are what I wear personally. I personally really like these. They're Nike, of course um and yeah they're they have a nice soft upper they're relatively padded they're not super padded they're not super thin either honestly they have the barest like the most barefoot touch but they're they're somewhat barefoot they're light they're thin they have a nice old plate uh as a little knit like as a tongue one piece construction it's a nice football boot they look really nice i have to admit and like right here, these are like little striking elements. You don't really feel them like when you strike the ball at all. But it's just like a nice little bit of padding right here. But yeah. Oh, that's really nice. Okay. I'll be talking about mine right now. So I have the Nike Mercurials uh, Superfly. And what I like about these boots is that they are basically just two pieces of material stitched together so i have the sock here it goes all the way down and it's like the sock basically of the whole boot you just have outside a plating yeah and it's actually really nice contraption it feels really nice inside um it's all just it fits together a nice gray yellow color scheme um the laces are also really soft and nice and inside i if i could get this out um i have the adidas um gmr plate i don't have it in this boot i have it in my right foot because i play with my right foot but um that's one crucial fact that i like about adidas that they come up with these stuff even though nike also comes up with uh, many apps or stuff but adidas just comes up with some pretty cool features for all sports and yeah even though i have a nike shoe um i find adidas a tiny bit better yeah, and I think we could then move on to what we like about Adidas or Nike or um, and what we think we're going to get next season because right now everything's closed due to the pandemic yes. and what we think or what we think is which company is going to be better in the uh, soccer leagues and stuff which players are going to wear their boots more and stuff like that so if you want to keep on going be free yeah I was, so. um, honestly i agree with you misha about the adidas thing i personally next season probably want an adidas boot 
And I mm-hmm. think Nike and Adidas, they both release very good boots. No matter what you get, they're both like good. They're going to be phenomenal boots, both of them. They're both the biggest brands, top brands, very good quality. One thing yeah. I do want to say, I feel like the Adidas brand is much more like influential, much bigger when it comes to soccer, not just like mm-hmm. actual like wear, like it's just more known for their soccer. And I say they have more soccer things in general. And also, mm-hmm. I feel like they have much more iconic football boot lines or soccer cleats. So they have the Predator, which is very iconic, has a lot of history to it, very rich legacy with Zidane, Zidane, and also David Beckham. Very cool with the rubber striking elements, I think. Yeah. Very, like, special, very unique boot that I really like personally. I find them really cool. The new ones, it's like a nice new modern take on them with like the demon skin upper. I feel like it's very mm-hmm. cool. They also have the F50s, which are like the lightest football boots, very light upper. And personally, I don't like something too barefoot. Like I don't, I haven't had something super barefoot personally. I don't know about you, Misha, but I haven't worn something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But like, just, just thinking about it, like if somebody steps on you with their studs, yeah. you will start bleeding. Like that's how light it is. Just mm-hmm. think about that. Yeah. That's why I also, on the soccer shoe, on mine, what I like about it is there's this rubber plating and underneath it's this sock with padding and it, if someone steps on you, you the, um, the rubber plating keeps it from actually breaking your toes or whatever. Um, and that helps because I'm a, like I said a few episodes, uh, last episode I think, I am a winger. No, yeah. Last it was episode, the first I episode, winger. I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I am a winger. And so the defenders like to push you around and they step on you a lot and it hurts sometimes, but that's why you have rubber platings on your shoe. Yeah. Yes. But that, that's another concern. Like, I don't know. I feel like where football boots are moving, you always want a new, lighter, or something light. And I mm-hmm. feel like it's cool and all. And yeah, you, you don't want something super heavy on your feet, of course. Theoretically, sure. it's not going to make you slower, but mm-hmm. you, it will be heavier on your feet. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then with the drag, when you have to um, shoot, it, like let's say you have a, uh, you're taking a penalty, right? And mm-hmm. um. That drag, once your foot swings back, if you're a left footer or a right, um, once your foot swings back, it's going to be so heavy, or not that heavy, but still, it's going to, um, you have to then increase the speed of your foot to actually hit a nice shot into the goal. By I would agree with that, but at the so same much. time, they're not going to be I mean, much heavier in all honesty. They're not much like, heavier, but with the, with the lighter weight, mm-hmm. with the lighter weight, it's just... Um, it's easier, I feel like, to get a nice clean touch up into any corners because they're just so, like, it's almost like you're wearing no shoes, but you Yeah, still exactly. That's shoes. what it's like. It's like a bare yeah. play. It's like, you don't, mm-hmm. it's like you have nothing on your feet, but at the same time, that's going to hurt if you're yeah, trying to go for top bins and like you're hitting mm-hmm. it super hard, or you're trying to go for knuckleball or curveball or whatever, you're still going to be having to hit it pretty hard. So when mm. it feels like you have nothing on your feet, you will get pretty sore, maybe even some bruises, depending mm. on how much yeah. you're hitting the ball or how hard you are hitting the ball. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, more to talk a little wanna... bit about. Yeah, sorry. Oh no, nothing. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I just want to add on one thing. Also about like 
Nike. They also have had some really good football boots. The Mercurials, very iconic line. Every mm-hmm. night, Mercurial is. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, they haven't always been good. Like, all, like, the lower ones, like the ones, the twos, the threes, the fours, they weren't the best. Like, you, you don't hear a lot of good things about them. They were light, but they were, like, never as light as the F50s or the Addy Zeros, which really, like, mm-hmm. they, they were nice, but I think Adidas definitely had much better speed boots at that time. Like, nowadays, Mercurials are really good, but the thing is, Adidas are even better still. So, Adidas is definitely on top mm-hmm. of their soccer game, and I feel like overall, oh, as yeah. a brand, they're, they have much more football or soccer stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, Nike also focuses on, um, I think their main target right now is basketball, since they re- they released the Jordans. Um, or American football. Yeah, exactly. So everything get- really to do. Yeah, Nike is an American company. So. I was about to say, exactly. They are yeah. an American company, and then Adidas is a German company. So mm-hmm. yeah. you see a big difference in between like what they're targeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What they're um, I think Adidas actually is in the right um, lane because football, uh, soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, is right now one of the top sports. It is actually the top sport um, worldwide. It's known everywhere. And I feel like uh, if they um, make new shoes and players start uh, using them, then they're going to be, uh, it's just, it helps the company a lot then because more people are going to buy their shoes, um, see that more players are wearing them, know that they're good then, and they're going to get, uh, the com- uh, Adidas is going to be then ahead of Nike. But in America, um, because of basketball and all of that, um, American football, America, uh, Nike is going to have a, it's going to be a step ahead in America. And yeah, that's what I find. I that. It's like a crucial difference in between those two companies that Adidas is going for a worldwide known sport. And it's, it's a really big sport. And Nike is starting off on some, also they are um, worldwide known sports, but not everyone plays them. Like in Europe, you don't see everywhere a basketball team or a, um, an American football team. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I would agree with you on that, but I would also say like their heritage, like where they come from, like the roots of mm-hmm. Adidas was in Germany and yeah. a lot to do with soccer too. Like they've always been a soccer company. Like you could go back hundreds mm-hmm. of years and you could still see them producing old soccer stuff. And I think that's something they've stuck to and they've done very well and they've always been known for that stuff. And like mm-hmm. you said about Nike, yeah. They're more in America, so they're going to, like, you don't see a lot of, like, basketball or football players in America wearing a lot of Adidas stuff. Like, you'll have, you'll mm-hmm. see some players, but you're going to see way more Nike than Adidas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and I think that is good for the Nike against Adidas topic. And uh, let's move on to all the weekly updates, um, standings in the big leagues. Do you want to start off with um, any of the leagues you want to talk about? Yes, I do want to say the Premier League. Uh, so far, Liverpool's in first place, right behind them, Everton. And right behind Everton in third place is Leicester. And mm-hmm. I have to admit, Liverpool looking very strong this year. I'm glad. 
because at first when Virgil van Dijk got injured, I was a little worried because he's their Jordan Henderson's their captain, but he's still like a crucial part of the defense and the whole team. Of course, any player is, it's a team sport. And I think losing him was a big deal and hope he gets better soon. But also with the signings of Thiago and also Diogo Jota, Liverpool are looking really strong this year. And I feel like they could maybe win the title again, but they are, they do have a lot of competition, especially Everton with the signing of Rodriguez. They're looking very good. And then they have uh, Calvert-Lewin up on top, great striker. And he scored already 11 goals this season, which is a lot of goals. But the top scorer is Salah for Liverpool, 13 goals. But yeah, in the Premier League, there's a lot of competition, a lot of good teams this year. Chelsea's looking good. Tottenham's looking good. Man City's looking okay, not the best. Um, Manchester United, on the other hand, in the recent, like, in the past years, they haven't been looking really good, but now they've been looking, I think, better than they've ever been for, like, the last five years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, then I'll move on to the Champions League. Um, the standings. So we have in Group A, FC Bayern Munich, top uh, team. And um, with the Bundesliga, I just want to connect those two. FC Bayern Munich is doing so good in the Bundesliga and really in any league. Um, they have since, if I recall correctly, since 2007, they won every um, season played. They got uh, number one. Number one spot. I don't know. I, yeah, I think they got... Um, Sorry, I, I have a complete blacker in that. Um, anyhow, they won every season from 2007 until 2020, and I find that really wow. good. Um, That's a very good record. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and then we have right underneath them in Group A, Atlantico de Madrid. And they have been also doing very good, but... Um, as we can see in some of the matches, FC Bayern Munich has been beating them almost in every match that they played. Um, Except yeah. for the most, recent, uh, the most recent match, actually. Atletico did beat Bayern Munich 2-1. It was a close game. And in all fairness, if Bayern mm-hmm. Munich were using their first squad, Atletico would have lost. Because mm-hmm. I, was, I watched the game. And FC Bayern mm. weren't using any of their starting players. It was like their second team. They didn't were using Alfonso Davies. They weren't using Kimmich. They weren't using Lewandowski. They weren't using Müller. Like most of their like first squad players were not playing. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm right now looking at all the games that Bayern Munich played, and it looks like they won every single one. They won against um, Lokomotiv Moscow two one. Um, two to six against Salzburg, uh, three to one against Salzburg again, um, against Atletico one to one. I, it was a tie game, and against um, Lokomotiv Muscava again two zero. And I actually haven't really heard of that team, Lokomotiv Muscava. I but think it's. Team. Mm, I think in a Russian league. Yeah, Russian team nah, because is- yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's the standings in Group A. Group B, it's uh, Real Madrid, um, top team, with 10 points. 
And they won three matches and lost two. Um, group C, Manchester City FC, with 16 points, top team. Uh, group D, Liverpool, with 13 points and four, go uh, four um, games, one, one lost and one drawn. Uh, I forgot to mention that every team plays six games. So, yeah. So everything plays six games. How long? Let's say mm -hmm. um, Group E: Chelsea FC with with fourteen points and Sevilla FC with only thirteen. Chelsea was one is one point ahead because they tied up one game and Sevilla lost one game. So Chelsea with four games won and two drawn. Sevilla with four one one drawn and one lost. That might be the difference. Um, group F, Borussia Dortmund. Uh, you actually you would expect that from them. Points thirteen with top team. Uh, group G, Juventus and Barcelona, top spot. Um, both with fifteen points. They both won five games and lost one. It, they are tied up for first place. Um, we'll just see what's going to happen. And the last uh, group, Group H, Paris Saint-Germain and RB Leipzig, they are also tied up for first place with four games won and both have lost two games. Yes, this is a very interesting um, graph that I'm looking at right now because, I mean, what would you expect from the top teams in Europe, in a European league? They're all doing very good. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Of course, I'm, some teams are going to do better than others, though. Like, you're going to yeah. have, of course, like, the top teams and, like, the top leagues perform better than in, like, some smaller leagues. Like, mm -hmm. some, like you see some smaller teams in Champions League just because they're, they're doing good in their specific league, even though they have a tinier league with worse teams. But they're still all great teams. But you're going to see mostly, like, the big names up there doing good, like mm -hmm. in La Liga, like Premier League, yeah. Bundesliga. And you're going to, like, see those top teams usually be on top and end up playing in the semifinals and beyond. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to then move on to La Liga while you're at it? Yes, La Liga. So Atletico and Real Madrid are tied for first with 32 points, I believe, which is surprising. And then in third place, we have Real Sociedad, which I'm actually not super surprised by. Barcelona's only in fifth are there in fifth place which is that's not super surprising because they have been doing really bad this season but it really goes to show you how bad they are doing compared to like these other teams I think Atletico could win the league this uh this season which would be surprising because the last time they won was well the last time any other team besides Real Madrid or Barcelona won was like I think 13 and 14. So that was like, um, I'm trying to think, that's like six years ago. That's a decent amount of time for having the same two teams win over and over again. So mm -hmm. it'd be pretty nice and pretty cool and to see Atletico win. And I think they could. They have a really good team. They have Joe Felix in the midfield, which is a very, very good midfielder. He's young, he's talented, very skilled. And I think they could pull off a win this season in La Liga. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, I'll move on quickly to the Bundesliga, and then uh, we'll see if we if we should 
say anything else to all the leagues. Um, let me quickly see if I can share my screen. Does it work? I do not think so. Okay, anyhow, it's all good. I'll just say it. Um, I actually, I was wrong. Uh, FC Bayern Munich won, got first place in 2007, second place in 2008, first in 2009, then third, 2010, uh, 2011, second, and then since 2012 until 2020, first place every season. Um, that's really good. Their average position is uh, second place. That's yeah, what more good. could you expect from them? They are a very good team. Um, yeah, I feel like Borussia Dortmund is also doing very good this season. Um, Lewandowski is in his prime. He is insane this season, scoring a lot of goals. Um, and I just feel like FC Bayern Munich, even though we talk about them almost every episode, um, they are just a very good team. Chemistry is wonderful. Um, yeah, that's the team I actually support the most. They are my favorite team. I just find every every player in the team really nice, and they just all fit together. They have their positions, and yeah. That's I agree with that. Hmm? Yeah. I agree with that. Like the Bayern Munich, they're a very good team. I'm, I support FC Bayern Munich, but I'm mostly a Liverpool fan, at least. Like in the Premier League, as you can tell, I've been wearing my Liverpool jerseys. Mm -hmm. I really like Liverpool. I love their play style. Very good players, like you're saying. Like usually, like sometimes people like the mm -hmm. team just for one specific player, for some reason like that. But I think you when you know when you really like a team, like when you like all their players, that's like the whole point. It's a team sport. You have mm -hmm. all these players combined, and you gotta yeah. have like you can't have this one good player really carry a team. Like they, they, you can only they can only oh, yeah, carry sure. the team to like so much extent like it can't be winning them all these games mm -hmm. they can maybe like win some games but they can't win them like whole leagues mm -hmm. yeah like as we could see with Cristiano Ronaldo and Juventus they could maybe win the Serie A but they probably aren't going to win the Champions League hey you never know but one player doesn't have mm -hmm. like that much like that much ability or that much power to do that. Not that much ability to carry the whole team, yeah. Um, I mean, it's also really hard because uh, isn't it 12 players? I don't even... 12, it's 11, 11 players. 11. 11, exactly, yeah. 11, 11, 11 players on the field. And if you are the best player and you have to carry your whole team, you're basically playing against... It's one against 11. That's and that lot. is... A lot, and there, there's also, um, excuse me, sorry, um, a lot of good players on the other team. Let's say Juventus against Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah. Um, then there's Messi. There's, or I was about to say Neymar, uh, but that's a long time ago. Um, there's some other really good players, uh, Suarez, and he left actually. Yeah, oh, he left. He did oh, left yeah. Atletico Madrid. That's, That's another reason right. Atletico is looking really mm -hmm. strong. They got Suarez, brand new and signed. So mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of big transfers, I have to say, the summer of 2020. 2020 might have not been the best year for all of us, but it was pretty mm -hmm. big for soccer. A lot pretty of big, events big and a lot of transfers, like Messi wanting to leave. Mm -hmm. And then 
Bayern Munich winning the league and then Lewandowski and then mm-hmm. no Ballon d'Or, of course, even though I think everybody agrees that Lewandowski should have got the Ballon d'Or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good wrap-up for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Just this quick um, summary. weekly report, exactly, summary of the season and stuff like that. Um, yeah. If you have anything else to say, Christian, be free like an eagle. Yeah. yeah, I think that's about <laughs> it. Well, that's a good way to wrap it up. And if you have any comments, feedback, or suggestions, or anything you really want to say, or if you have any questions or any topics that you want us to talk about, make sure to leave them down below mm-hmm. in the comments and we will make sure to answer them and to look at them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. And to talk about it, we, you could even give us ideas for our next episodes if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all the links are in the description. Check that out. Adios, amigos.